Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. This has been a presentation of Odyssey, powered by the Dell Technology Small Business Podference Podcast Series 2.0 on Odyssey.com slash Dell. The lights are out. Curry gets it. The lights go out. The game is over. And we're here to pick up the pieces. This is Warriors Wrap-Up on 95.7 The Game. Draymond feeds inside to Juan. Goes up and missed it. Rebound loose. Pirtle, that's your ball game. Walker with it. Warriors won't foul. And the San Antonio Spurs have come to Chase Center. And they have taken a victory away from Golden State with a 112-107 road win. The Warriors had their home winning streak snapped. And the Spurs have now won their last four. And the Warriors get their fourth loss of the season. Indeed they do. We welcome you inside here. Warriors wrap up at Chase Center. John Dickinson with you as the Warriors uh, fall, as you hear right there from Tim Roy on the call to the San Antonio Spurs, 112-107. That is the final uh, second of a back-to-back for the Warriors. And uh, let's react to this one. There's a lot to get into uh, over the course of the next hour. 888-957-9570. Triple eight. 957-9570. That is the phone number to participate in the program. If you want to shoot me a text or you want to give me a call, again, the number to do so is 888-957-9570. As you heard, the 11-game home winning streak is history. Warriors now 19-4 on the season, so uh, just a night after one of the Dubs' bigger wins of the season. Uh, I think it's safe to say this is the first, uh, and I don't just throw this term around loosely. I know a lot of people do, and, and, and I put this out on Twitter right as the ball game ended, and I had a few people that wanted to quibble with uh, the definition. Uh, I think this is the first loss of the year that you can put in the, quote, bad loss category for the Golden State Warriors. Uh, you look at the San Antonio Spurs team that comes in here. Yeah, they'd won three in a row. Uh, to, to be 7-13, and 13, now 8-13. and 13. And yes, the Warriors were playing uh, on a back-to-back uh, and coming off of two highly emotional games this week uh, against a team that figures to be uh, among the top contenders, if not the top contender, uh, including themselves, in the Western Conference. Uh, so all of the 
conversation leading up to tonight's game was that it had all the makings of a trap game for the Golden State Warriors, right? Uh, a, a opponent uh, that while playing a little bit better of late, uh, not a good team coming in here, uh, going to need to muster up some energy on the second of a back-to-back after a big win, and all the makings of the Warriors maybe having to plod their way through and, and fight and scrap and claw their way to a less-than-pretty victory in this one. Uh, that would was the order of the day. Uh, all of that being said, though, uh, you need to win this game. <laughs> I mean, if you're the Golden State Warriors, and look, things you need to win this game. There, there's no excuse for, hey, this is just part of 82. And, and I mean, it does happen, <laughs> but uh, it still falls under the bad loss category. And I think if, if you're the Warriors, the, the one positive that you can take, and, and I guess there's really two positives that you can take uh, off of this one, but the biggest positive I think you could take is, is – one, they fought back, and I know Steve Kerr did address that in his postgame press conference, which we will play for you here coming up uh, on Warriors Wrap-Up. One, they fought back. Uh, two, it's game 23 now, and this is the first bad loss of the season for the Golden State Warriors in a league full of teams that uh, go have this happen to them a ton. I mean, you, you look around, and, and I won't belabor it by running through everybody, but, but the Warriors are still very much ahead of the curve when it comes to not taking bad losses in comparison to some of their other Western Conference counterparts. The, the Lakers, who you know obviously are playing terribly, they lost to Oklahoma City a couple of times, right? They, they got blown out at home to Minnesota when Minnesota wasn't play, playing well. I'll even use Phoenix as an example. Before their 18-game losing streak, they lost a home game to Sacramento by nearly the exact same score that the Spurs came in and and beat the Warriors tonight. So it does happen occasionally, but you want to have it happen, you know, no more than a couple of times per season. And I think for the Warriors to get beyond the quarter pole uh, without suffering their first quote unquote bad loss of the year, uh, still you're ahead of the game at that point. Now, all that being said, you could kind of see this one coming tonight. All the makings of uh, that kind of a, a trap game, and then you look up, and it's the first quarter, and the Warriors are down 30-11 to 11 in the first quarter. And a 17 nothing run for the Spurs in that quarter, uh, and there were times where it, it, it either looked like a three-point shooting contest for, for San Antonio, just wide-open looks all around the perimeter, uh, and there were times where it looked like a layup line for the Warrior for for the Spurs just just getting to the basket and and kind of having their way. That the defensive intensity w- was just not there uh, for the Warriors throughout. The energy, the urgency was just not there uh, for the Warriors uh, in this one. And so, exactly what you didn't want to see with all the makings of a trap game coming in was this team getting into a hole down thirty to 11 and then they'd wind up down 43 21 early in the second quarter so a 22 point deficit at that point the Warriors did make a number of runs they cut it to 62 58 right before the half but the Spurs were able to push it 
back up to nine at the break, uh, and then uh, the Warriors wound up down 19 late in the third, closed it to 11 on the Curry uh, three just inside a half court, going to the fourth quarter, uh, and, and the Warriors had cut it down to five uh, toward the middle of the fourth quarter when you knew Stephen Curry, who had, had gotten going after an 0-for-9 and a 1-for-15 start, Curry got it going a little bit uh, around the the half-court shot that, that he was able to nail, but you knew Curry was going to have to get uh, a little bit of a sub mid-fourth quarter, and then the Warriors actually had opportunities to improve their position down only five in that moment, uh, but neither team scored uh, for nearly four minutes. Curry sat uh, for two of them, and then the Warriors kept coming again, ultimately leading 106 to 103. And you're thinking the Warriors are going to survive, uh, not only getting down 22 and coming close to all the way back, but then allowing it to go from four to 19 again and coming all the way back. It's it's very difficult uh, to have an opponent where you get down basically 20 twice and you and you climb uh, up the mountain and you nearly get to the top uh, and then you wind up falling back down and have to, to regather yourself and, and come all the way back. And, and the Warriors nearly able to do it in, in what would have been one of the more impressive victories uh, of the season. But this was a, a tough loss, a bad loss, uh, and I think a well-earned loss uh, for the Golden State Warriors because I'm a believer if the Warriors are walking out uh, of Chase Center tonight with a win uh, it's a little bit of it's a little bit of fool's gold at at that point in time yes it would have been a lot of fun yes the fans were were enjoying it uh, in the fourth quarter and they were dancing in the aisles at Chase as it looked like the Warriors were going to steal you know steal a a a win at the hands of a San Antonio team that came in with seven wins in their first 20 games. But then the Spurs, uh, you know, shots missing for the Warriors down the stretch, and the Spurs wind up on a 9-1 run to wind up winning it over the final two minutes, 112-107. to So the Warriors wind up allowing only 13 fourth-quarter points, uh, but the 17 nothing run, getting down 22. Stephen Curry, 7-for-28 off a 1-for-15 start uh, in this one, and the Warriors just uh, unable to overcome all of that uh, with just 10 available players uh, again tonight in this one. So you you look at it, uh, just bad start, fought a couple of times to try and overcome it, and then uh, you know what's going on with Stephen Curry here over the course of these last three games? I mean, nothing to be overly concerned about. I mean, even the greatest shooter in the history of the game is going to go through stretches where he struggles, but this was a, a third consecutive kind of eye-popping line for Stephen Curry when it comes to shooting the basketball. Uh, four for 21 on Tuesday in Phoenix, and including a three for 14 from three-point range. Eight of 20 in the win last night as the Warriors wound up blowing him out. He did hit six of 11 from three and then tonight seven for 28 I gotta believe these last three games are one of uh, the, the the more difficult if not the worst shooting stretch of Stephen Curry's career uh, over a three-game span and the Warriors wind up uh, with what amounts to a one and two week splitting the games uh, against the Suns and then losing tonight uh, a Against the San Antonio Spurs. So 888 957 9570, 888 
957-9570. If you want to react to this one, it's John Dickinson inside Chase Center here talking some Warriors basketball with you. Uh, quick text coming in. What the heck is up with Kerr uh, and the overuse of Chris Chioza over Gary Payton the second? A lot of things to get into, but Gary Payton the second only playing 12 minutes and 40 seconds tonight uh, was a little bit curious considering last night Steve Kerr uh, went out of his way to say, hey, I need to play that guy more. He played 26 minutes last night, uh, 19 points, and then tonight just 12 minutes. Damian Lee uh, getting minutes, including closing minutes tonight, one of the bright spots for the Warriors in this one, along with Juan Toscano-Anderson off the bench. But it became a scenario where I I don't think it was as much – Chioza over Peyton as it was Damian Lee in the closing lineup over Peyton. So you can quibble about the Chioza part, but the Warriors were in a spot where they they had to have uh, they had to have ten play in this one because they only had ten available. So I, I think the issue for me is more, or at least the question is more, hey, Damian Lee finished the game instead of Peyton, uh, and, and Chioza was more about just buying minutes. But uh, I, I think it's a fair thing to bring up and a fair thing to question, again, just a day after Steve Kerr said, hey, i got to play that guy more, and he's so impactful in a win over a, a team like the Phoenix Suns in a game that, that was such a, a big victory uh, for the Golden State Warriors uh, last night. All right, let's get to the phones, 888-957-9570. Uh, Steve in Albany is up first here on Warriors Wrap-Up on 95.7 The Game. What's going on, Steve? Hey, John, how are you doing tonight? Just a couple quick uh, question comments. Uh, yeah, I want to piggyback on to the, um, the Peyton comment. This is, this, from my recollection now, this, uh, the four losses, this is the third one where Peyton's played a solid, if not a really good first half, and then hardly played at all in the second half. And tonight was really strange is that after they took the lead back, not to bring him in as a defensive replacement in the last three or four minutes. I don't understand that at all. Um, and then the second thing is I understand that Steph's going to have off nights like he has the past. I mean, really, some, it's, you could look at it as the last three nights. Um, but Jordan Poole's got to get more than nine shots when he's six for nine for the game if Steph's going to take 28 shots. Anyway, those are just a couple thoughts, questions. So I want to know what you thought about that. Yeah, I, I think uh, you, you knocked down, and we appreciate the phone call, the, the next thing I had on my list to get to, which is you know, Jordan Poole, if it, only 23 minutes in this one for Jordan Poole. And I think you know where it does get tricky a little bit is you know picking that spot at which Stephen Curry maybe doesn't have it because you always want Steph Curry to shoot even if he's struggling. So the question then becomes, well, if if you're going to run more stuff for Jordan Poole, you're probably going to do it at the expense of Steph, who's still uh, you know, one of the, the all-time greats and a Hall of Famer and somebody that can ignite a, a run and, and go for 20 and a quarter in a blink. So I do think there's a little bit of a fine line there with respect to, uh, you know, what are you running for Steph versus somebody else? But again, you look at, at coming down the stretch in this one and the finishing lineup, essentially, Curry, Lee, Wiggins, Juan Toscano-Anderson, and, and Draymond Green. So uh, 
because Damian Lee w- was one of the bright spots, he wound up on the floor. Curry obviously has to be on the floor with Draymond. JTA was the, the second big and somebody that, that you want to give uh, some run to. So it just it, it didn't leave a pathway to, to get maybe pool more minutes, even though he was one of the few Warriors on the night that shot the basketball well. Uh, and then you, you look up. Uh, and and you wind up with Gary Payton the second, uh, who only plays twelve, which is baffling. And it, and it was similar to the game in Phoenix on Tuesday night, where, where you look at the final line, and, and Gary Payton the second plays fifteen minutes in that one, and again an efficient four for six, eight points, uh, and uh, uh, plus seventeen. So fair questions, no doubt. Eight 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 nine five seven nine five seven zero triple eight. Nine five seven nine five seven zero. That's the phone number to react to this one. Uh, what do you make of Stephen Curry's struggles uh, over the course of the last three games? Uh, laid it out seven for twenty eight tonight, uh, eight of twenty last night, and then of course the four for twenty one uh, in Phoenix on Tuesday. I think more than the struggles from the outside over the course of of these three games have been the struggles from two point range and the struggles. Pr- primarily in the paint. Uh, And I think, you know, those are the kinds of things that, you know, you look at and you think probably going to be easily correctable. I just, I I think just instances of a couple of conscientious defensive efforts trying to bother Curry, maybe a little bit too rushed on some, uh, maybe uh, a little bit bothered by the defender on the other. And I think it's also just, just missing some shots that, that you typically make. But but I think among the outside shots, look, Steph Curry's had many slumps before. He always pops out of them, and he's going to get white hot. Like, you, you know that's coming for Steph and Curry. Uh, the, the, the finishing around the basket is something that he has become – so elite at as, as he grew up in the game and grew into an MVP uh, type of a player uh, over the middle of the last decade. So to see him struggling at the rim uh, at the level that he has over these games, I do think that that is something that's a, a little bit of a concern as well. Uh, but but you know, Steph's gonna snap out of it, uh, and and this is the kind of night where you know all of this being told. All of this being told and said, and the Warriors getting down 19 and eventually 22 and clawing their way back and fighting their way back uh, from from 19 down again after they had trimmed it all the way to four. They actually had a three-point lead with two minutes to go and everybody dancing inside Chase Center to where you thought, okay, well, the Warriors are going to steal this one and it's all going to be a party uh, on Warriors wrap up and and you know keep the line moving and this team's now twenty and three but then you look at at the last two minutes of this one and it's a rough two minutes uh, as the Spurs hit a free throw then missed a free throw got a three point make off of the offensive rebound and right there in a blink it went from one hundred six one hundred three Warriors to one hundred seven one hundred six Spurs and. The Warriors uh, wound up getting outscored nine to one to end the game. One twelve to one oh seven is the final there. So eight 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 nine five seven nine five seven zero. What do you make of Steph Curry's struggles? Uh, what did you make of the closing lineup? Uh, again, Steve Kerr's going to be, I, I think, forced until Clay Thompson comes back, and even when Clay Thompson comes back. He's going to have some some difficult decisions, and this is something that I laid out. He's going to have difficult decisions with a lot of 
good players that are capable but are of a similar talent, sometimes it's going to be difficult to pick the right couple of players on the right night because you do have so many players you know if a couple of if if four guys are rolling on a night how do you pick the right two that are going to be in a closing lineup with Steph and with Draymond and with Wiggins Uh, and tonight he chose JTA tonight he chose uh, Damian Lee and then it when it doesn't work out and you wind up not losing the game then people are calling this show talking about, well, why wasn't it Gary Payton and why wasn't Jordan Poole? It's, it's a fair conversation to have, but it is a tricky dynamic uh, with respect to Steve Kerr, especially right now because nobody's going to argue with him when Clay Thompson comes back if he puts Clay Thompson out there at the end of the game. Nobody's going to argue with him uh, if Iguodala's back and he puts Iguodala in the game down the stretch. Uh, and you know, win or lose, he can always point to, hey, I rode with my championship players plus one down the stretch in a game, and and it didn't work out. So when you've got a a lot of players that all can help you and they're all of a similar talent level and some guys are giving you a little bit more energy on that night, uh, you have to make the – the decision, and tonight it was basically Damian Lee and, and Juan Toscano-Anderson. All right, uh, 888-957-9570. Let, let's go ahead and hear uh, from Steve Kerr. We'll get to more phone calls coming up. We'll get to uh, some text messages as well. Uh, but right now, uh, let's hear from the, the head coach of the Warriors as he addressed this loss tonight in San Francisco. You got a, off to a slow start. Was it just too much of a hole? Uh, yeah, I mean, more than anything, just proud of our guys uh, for getting back in it. You know, um, Spurs were great. They took it to us right from the outset. Uh, you know, they came in playing well, had a ton of energy, uh, ran right right through us, right past us that whole first half. And uh, we just had a tough time getting going. But the fact that uh, our guys gave themselves a chance in that second half with that uh, competitiveness, um, was uh, uh, indicative of the kind of team we have and the kind of guys we have. So I'm very proud of them. We just couldn't quite pull it out. You said this had all the makings of a trap game. What were the first signs early on that that prediction was starting to come true? Maybe being down 19, five minutes into the game. (laughs) Uh, No, you could see, um, as I said right away, the Spurs were um, playing with with high energy and, and force and downhill and um and we were uh we were laboring out there a little bit so um one of those games where you just get into a hole early but um you know 48 minute game goes on forever and our guys know that and they understand it and as i said gave themselves a chance we held them to 13 points in the fourth quarter uh we just kind of went went dry ourselves uh, like the last uh, last four or five minutes this is the second game and in- in three games that Steph has had a bit of an off shooting night. I mean, he did get it going there at the, the latter portion of the third, but um, was it, did you see similar things from that Phoenix game in tonight that maybe made Steph go a little bit cold or was it more fatigue or. Uh, I think it was, uh, it just looked like fatigue to me, you know, back to back, obviously. And, um, you know, these, this is how the NBA works, you know, 82 games. Um, there are nights when, um, you know, th- things are, are stacked against you in terms of the schedule. And, you know, last night we played Phoenix, they were on the back-to-back. They probably got in here at 3 a.m., whatever it was. So that's all part of being in the league, you know, is um, going through, um, 
the scheduling stuff and, and trying to summon the energy to, to win a game. And uh, it looked to me like, um, you know, our whole team, not just staff, our whole team was just a, you know, a step, step behind, a step slow tonight, but, you know, everyone will take the day off tomorrow and we'll, we'll bounce back. Coach, you mentioned everyone's a step slow. And you said before the game, we have to bring the energy. Um, uh, do you think they were a step slow because of a lack of effort or it was just a, they were drained from the previous night. Just drained. The, the effort was there. Like I said, you, you know, how do you question the effort when, you know, you're down 22 uh, in the second half and climb all the way back and, and uh, take the lead and have a chance to win. I mean, there, there would never be any questioning our effort. Our team is, uh, we got a bunch of competitors, a bunch of gamers and uh, they, uh, they, they competed. They gave everything. Just, uh, we just didn't have quite enough. Steve, how do you look at this week? You know, you go into the week, you have two big games against Phoenix. You split those two. And then the back-to-back against uh, a hot San Antonio team. How do you look at the overall week losing two out of three? Seems not good, but yet at the same time, it's two out of three and you won the game that you really had to win, I guess. Um, we don't have to win, you know, like it's an 82 game season and we didn't have to win last night. Um, you know, one and two this week two whatever it was, um, it's the, it's the whole, um, body of work that counts. Um, we're 19 and four. We've gotten off to a great start. We've established, uh, a two way, um, dynamic with this team. Uh, we've got guys who care and, and they're competing together and fighting for each other. So we're in a great place. That, that when you play a game like this and you come back, you mentioned you, of course you've been around so many years. Is it a, you ever look at in retrospectively, retrospectively, excuse me, that long winning streak of five years ago. And how did, did you, how did, how did it come about when a game like this comes around? Yeah, that, that winning streak uh, to start the season, that's the one you're talking about when we won 24 in a row, probably will never, you know, be broken. Um, because you're you're just naturally going to run into nights like tonight where um you know shots aren't going in uh fatigue sets in the other team's playing great you throw that all together um it's just so hard to uh, uh to get through an NBA season without um running into nights like tonight and so um that's why I said I'm I'm just thrilled with our team and where we are and where we're heading and it's all it's all exciting stuff so uh, Steve Kerr there following this one as the Warriors lose to the Spurs tonight uh, here inside Chase Center uh, is the final 112 to 107. So the Warriors now 19 and four. A couple of things that, that he mentioned there uh, talking about fatigue for Stephen Curry. And I think it's interesting, uh, you know, the rotation and, and the minutes and, and the willingness to, to maybe play Curry a little bit more. I know he did get that sub uh, in uh, the fourth quarter for a couple of minutes, but I, I think it's interesting when you look at, at Steph tonight, he winds up 36, 37 minutes, which is right about at the limit uh, by which, you know, Steve Kerr is going to want him to be at. But uh, I do think it's interesting that, uh, you know, the rotation and getting into a flow and a rhythm and the like, uh, you know, I think it's left him in position where, uh, it's, it, it always feels like, is he going to take him out? Is he not going to take him out? Is he going to play through? And I think when he does struggle, and then when Steve Kerr mentions fatigue, it makes me just lead down the thought of, hey, 
you know, this is exactly why Steve Kerr is more protective than I think a lot of Warriors fans would want him to be with regard to Curry's minutes and making sure he gets that extended rest and gets that extra rest. It's the fine line between the rest and, and trying to get into a bit of a flow uh, that I think can be uh, an interesting dynamic to keep straight. All right, let's get Mark and San Mateo in here before we pause. Eight at eight nine five seven nine five seven zero. Hey, Mark, uh, you're on Warriors wrap up with JD on ninety five seven. The game, Mark, are you there? No, Mark. All right, eight at eight nine five seven nine five seven zero. Triple eight nine five seven nine five seven zero. And uh, other thing, I I think like let's just let's just call it what it is. I mean, the the conversation you heard Monty Poole of NBC Sports Bay Area asking Steve about the week. I mean, it's a one and two week. I mean, that's that's a that's a bad week. It's okay. It doesn't mean the Warriors can't still be the best team in the NBA. It doesn't mean they can't, you know, go on and make a long playoff run. But but this is the first rough week for the, the Golden State Warriors. All right, rough week, and you went one and two, and one of the losses was to the team that you're currently tied with for the best record in the NBA, and the other one was a, an emotional letdown trap game loss on the second of a back-to-back against a, a Greg Popovich uh, you know, coach team. Uh, I mean, so be it. It happens, uh, but but it can be acknowledged for, for what it was, uh, w- which is a, a bad week. And then Steve Kerr, you know, I think making the point, uh, you know, there are no must-wins in December. For as great as this year has, has started out, I, I, you know, Warriors get a little spoiled. I, I, I think maybe some of the fans got a little bit spoiled, but make no mistake. If you're coming into play at 19-3 and three and you just beat the team with the best record in the NBA after they beat you, you should be able to find a way to win a game like tonight. And, and the Warriors, you know, they toyed around. The, the Spurs played great early. They threw it on the line. They, they were brought the energy. Warriors got down, fought back. Got down big again, fought back again, had the game right there in their in their grasp, and, and very much had it in front of them to steal. And, and frankly, I look at the night as a whole, and I'm I'm kind of stunned once the Warriors got up three with two minutes to go that they didn't wind up finishing the game. For all the questions about uh, Curry's shooting struggles the last few games, or Damian Lee being in the game over Peyton, and all of it, uh, when you look at it, uh, I mean. The Warriors could have made all of that not matter uh, if they could have just maybe grabbed a rebound off a free throw miss uh, at the point in, in which it was 106 to 104 with under two minutes to go in the game. All right, we'll pause here. We'll come back. We'll hear from Damian Lee. Uh, we'll also uh, check in on your Steph Curry three-point update. We'll look ahead a little bit uh, about what's coming up over the course of the next week. It's Warriors wrap-up with John Dickinson here inside Chase Center on 95.7 The Game. Call from Mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. 
Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road, the steeper the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Walker flipped it over to Kelda Johnson. He drives it on Juan again. A tough shot blocked by Juan. Grabbed the rebound, wrestled it away. Curry to walk it up on the near wing. Steve Kerr watching, arms folded. Curry dribbles, waits, drives on White, gets a crack of the defense to the rim, scores! Off the window, it's up and good! Three-point lead, time out, Spurs! Now back to Warriors Wrap-Up on 95.7 The Game. All right, welcome back inside Chase Center. Spurs on a 9-1 run from that point. Warriors were up 106-103. 9-1 at that point, and they win it 112-107. We'll hear from Juan Toscano-Anderson coming up here in just a second. Uh, But first, uh, let's give Mark another shot on the phone lines. Hey, Mark, you're on Warriors Wrap-Up. Hey guys, how you doing tonight? Good. So, just real quick, what I wanted to say, I've been to like 100 games or over 100 games watching Steph Curry for the last 10 years, but they keep talking about fatigue and they're having a bad night. I'll tell you one thing, looking at Steph Curry, that guy was sweating tonight. He never sweats. He might have sweat on his face, but he was tired tonight. He was sweating, like his shoulders were wet. He was just not himself. I don't think he's healthy. I think he's just sick, and they're not saying anything. But that's normal marketing speak. Ooh, fatigue. But the reality is, I think the guy's just sick the last couple of nights or last week, and they're just not saying anything about it. All right, appreciate the call. I mean, look, I, I think he's had to work hard, and, and maybe he hasn't been feeling well. I mean, anytime Stephen Curry struggles, uh, it it's so startling because typically he's – so great and on point that everybody wants to find a reason or have a theory as to why. And I think, you know, this little stretch over these last three games is is no different. I think the Spurs and the Suns and even the Clippers going back to Sunday when the Warriors were able to, to go off and, and win that game, uh, I feel like, you know, when you look at it, all of those teams really made Stephen Curry work and work hard and and throttle him around a little bit. And, you know, yeah, he wound up 12 of 22 uh, against the Clippers and made seven threes and, and hit three in a row to where they were, 
uh, he wound up putting that game away in in favor of the Warriors. Him and Jordan Poole with their two little hot spells, and and he he got mad after the the officials, uh, you know, not getting the call there uh, in L.A. on Sunday afternoon. But but if you go in a seven day span with Clippers, Phoenix twice. And a conscientious San Antonio squad, not that they're the most talented team in the world, but they do have some good young athletes. Not saying you should lose this game if you're the Warriors on your home floor, but you know Popovich is going to come up with a game plan, and you know they've got the athletes to, to defend uh, at, at a high level on a given night, and that they're going to have a focused defense on Steph Curry. So to me, if he is fatigued, and that's part of the reason why he he struggled to the tune of of maybe one of the one of the tougher three game stretches of his career. Then I think it's actually a pretty easy explanation, and it doesn't mean that uh, he's on a decline or there's something bigger going on. It just means that the greatest shooter in the history of the game is is not hitting shots, and it's on the Warriors to make sure that that he isn't getting fatigued. Uh, you know, over the long haul. And again, I go back to what I ended the last segment talking about. It's the fact that, that this, when you're talking about fatigue and a guy gets in a slump, it's exactly why Steve Kerr is so adamant that he wants to make sure that he's keeping him in that 34 to 35, 36-minute range and, and to have him be able to get in a flow but get the proper rest to where over the long haul he doesn't wear down because as deep as this Warriors team is, as talented as they are, Clay Thompson's coming back on top of all of that. It, it still begins and ends with Steph. Like, is this team better equipped to, to do some things you know, without Steph than they were a year ago? Yeah. But the only thing we're talking about at that point is you still need Steph Curry, and if you don't have him, we'd be talking about the difference over a 10-game span maybe where you don't have him from going 1-9 and nine to maybe you're able to go 3-7 and seven or 4-6. and six. <laughs> You're not winning uh, you know, seven games. You're not that deep to where you're winning that many games if, if you don't have Steph Curry. And against better teams, you're going to need Steph Curry to be good. To, to win and to be a top seed in the West and to possibly contend for a championship. So it, it really isn't rocket science when you look at at all of the factors that, that go into this. All right, Bobby in Oakland is up next, 888-957-9570. Hey, Bobby. Yeah, hey, J.D. Yeah, I mean, I actually enjoy this game from this perspective. Yeah, there's a blueprint out there now. Um, the coverage of the staff is going to make them work. But you know what? It emphasized to me the, the need for others to step up. And then especially, especially when Clay gets back and gets going, they won't be able to run these coverages that, that they're doing or Steph because we're just going to destroy them. So at this, at this time, yeah, maybe, who knows, maybe Steph is under weather, whatever the case is. But he's going to get better from this. It's just these types of challenges are only for the good. So, I don't see any problem with it. The Warriors are still doing good, and I, I, I'm enjoying watching this team. But I think I think it's going to be uh, something that's going to help this team down the road for sure. Yeah, appreciate it, Bobby. Yeah, I, I think they're going to have to learn how to take some of the pressure off of them at certain times. But I also think they're going to have to find the right mix of allowing them to get in a rhythm. Because I, 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 and look, I'm, I don't want to put you know words in, in in the Steph Curry and try and get too far inside his head, but. I'll just say this. If I'm Steph Curry and I'm going through a little bit of a slump, 
I, I'm guaranteeing you I'm looking at the at, at the rotation, and I'm thinking when I've been so used to the other rotation, play the whole first, play the whole third, sit in the second, sit in the fourth. Maybe you come back a little early in the fourth. You buy a couple minutes there. And, like, that would be the solution that I'd be thinking if I'm Steph. <laughs> like, let's just go back to that rotation. And, look, the Warriors have had success doing it the other way. Uh, and, and I'm not saying that's the reason. Uh, I, I think a big part of it is, it, it's look, he's not making shots that he usually makes for whatever reason. We've seen this before. He's going to come out of it, and he's going to be incredible when he does. And the other part of it is he's faced some teams with with just talented good teams uh in the case of the Suns uh an, an athletic team that'll try and mug you a little bit in the Clippers with Ty Lu who's who's been physical with Curry in the past his teams have been and then th- that that conscientious prepared effort that you're going to get on a team with some young athletes like the Spurs put out there tonight so you add all that up and, and then game on top of game on top of game you know, this winds up being one of those stretches that that winds up being uh, a struggle for Stephen Curry. Eight 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 nine five seven nine five seven zero triple eight nine five seven nine five seven zero. Warriors wrap up here on ninety five seven. The game as the Warriors lose tonight, the eleven game home winning streak is over as the Warriors drop this one to the San Antonio Spurs. So 19-4 and four on the season, uh, second of a back-to-back. First time the Warriors lost the second game of a back-to-back as they had won in Cleveland and Detroit most recently a couple of weeks ago uh, in the second uh, of a back-to-back. The other back-to-back was a back-to-back in early November. They beat the Rockets and then beat the Atlanta Hawks on the second of a back-to-back. So the Warriors had won uh, all of their uh, games in back-to-backs, including the front end last night. So they were 5-0 and if you combine both ends of, of back-to-backs, but had been 2-0 and in the uh, second of back-to-backs before tonight, uh, with this uh, being the second one on the road. The first clunker, first first bad loss, uh, I'll put. I know somebody said, hey, the Memphis loss was a bad loss. Memphis is a pretty good team that I think is going to find themselves in the top six in the Western Conference this year. And I know they've struggled defensively since they played the Warriors, but they're a team that clearly can pose some some matchup problems for the Warriors. Uh, and so, you know, Memphis coming back from a big-time deficit, kind of duplicating what they did in the play-in game. I'm not going to hold that one you know, too much against the Warriors. Losing a road game in Phoenix to a team at that point that had won, what, 16 games in a row, and it turned out on their way to winning 18 in a row. I'm not going to quibble too much with that one. And then you know, losing a game in Charlotte at the beginning of a long trip when you haven't played on the road in two and a half weeks – uh, a little bit longer than that, and maybe you're looking ahead to your your game in Brooklyn a little bit with Steph and KD. Like it, it, those are your three losses. Uh, those are not bad losses by by any stretch compared to tonight when you have a seven and thirteen team come in uh, and and hand it to you uh, and, and get you down nineteen, get you down twenty two, get you down nineteen again before you have the ability to to try and come back. All right, uh, let's quickly hear from Juan Toscano Anderson. We'll get a. Steph Curry three-point update after that, uh, and then we'll call it a night here from uh, inside Chase Center. But still time to sneak in some phone calls, 888-957-9570. But let's head downstairs to the Bill King interview room and hear from Juan Toscano-Anderson after this one. You got with a lot of uh, intensity in last night's game. 
tough to win a game like this, but what does it say about what you guys were able to do in the second half and bringing, trying to get this game back uh, under control? Yeah, I mean, I think it's tough to win against any team off a of back-to-back, um, especially when you consider one of the best teams in the NBA. Everybody's going to come and give you their best shot. After last night, there's a lot of emotion, a lot of energy exerted into that game, but there's still no excuse. You know, we still got to come out here and do our job. They were better than us tonight. and uh, But in regards to, you know, us trying to climb out that hole, I, I feel like that says a lot about us. Uh, I feel like we had that game under wraps, but we gave up an offensive rebound and they hit a three and that was a difference maker. And so it's those little things, those, you know, those possessions that change everything. I mean, we get that rebound and we go down and, you know, Steph's rolling. Maybe he hits another shot. Maybe we get a foul, whatever. So, I mean, I think that says a lot about our perseverance and us, you know, coming together collectively and trying to, you know, pull pull out a game because the fact of the matter is, you know, it's 82 games. You're not going to win every game, you know, off of talent. So uh, you got to find a way to win. Uh, we tried to, came up short, but uh, I'm proud of my team. You know, I'm not one for moral victories. Um, and Draymond said the same. Uh, no, it says a lot about us, though. We tried to win, came up short. Next game. Juan, well, following up on that, you touched on it. You guys are a no-excuse team. But how much of what happened tonight early was maybe an emotional hangover from everything that was invested into last night? I feel like if I say that it was, I feel like that's an excuse. But that's just me being a competitor. But it's hard. We're humans, man. Um, like I said, it's the NBA. Everybody's going to come in the chase and give us their best shot. Uh, we just came up short. They were a better team than us today. Um, I still feel confident about my team and seeing that we are – um, able to compete at a high level. And I feel like if we play that team multiple times, I feel like we're going to, uh, I feel like my team's going to have the edge. Um, but we lost tonight. So uh, I don't want to have excuses. I don't want to have reasons. I don't want to have anything about last night. We lost. Did you notice any similarities between the way uh, they approached Steph tonight and the way Phoenix has kind of had some success the past two games against him? Um, nah, I think Steph just missed some shots tonight. He got a lot of good looks. But it's going to be like that. He's human, man. Uh, <laughs> it's funny to think that because he's so amazing at what he does. But he's still a human being. And, you know, some days he's going to have off nights. Uh, he got rolling late. And like I said, we tried to climb out of the hole. Um, we gave up offensive rebound. And so that's the whole team's fault collectively. I mean, our, our offense is just so – it's all about reads. So I don't really see any comparisons to how, you know, uh, Phoenix was guarding him last night. What kind of spark did that half-court shot going into the last quarter give you guys? Somebody hit a half-court shot going into the buzzer beater from Steph. To be honest, I don't remember that, bro. Not much. That so many plays. I mean, the game's happening so fast, and it's so it's so exciting. To be honest, I don't even remember that. But I mean, maybe that was one of the shots that got him going. I know he he got going, hit about three or four threes during that run. So it's unfortunate we lost, though. You guys have been riding defense pretty much all year long. First half, they kind of, you know, took it to you. Was it just them being hot or was it something that you guys were not able to do at that during that stretch of the game? I think it was just a lack of energy. We just came out flat. Um, and if we come out flat, that's what's going to happen because, again, we're aware that everybody's going to give us their best shot. Uh, I don't want to sit up here and say that we are the best team because we haven't done anything to establish that yet. But uh, – you know, we're one of the better teams in the NBA, and so, you know, and we're the Warriors. And so everybody's going to come here and give us their best shot, and we got to come out ready to play. 
they came out ready to play, um, came out wanting to win. Uh, and so, you know, we had to make some adjustments. We got to rely on our defense. Because um, when you get stops, you get easy buckets, get in transition. And, you know, when, when we're in transition, we find easy shots. JP, Steph, D. Lee. Um, we weren't getting many stops, so it was harder to score. And uh, like I said in an interview yesterday, statistically across the board for every team, you know, your uh, execution goes down when you're playing against a set defense. And they were scoring every time, so we had to play against a set defense more often than not coming back down. So our our defense was non-existent in the first few minutes. Uh, Juan, uh, tonight's loss aside, does it kind of feel like all the pieces of the puzzle in this team kind of fit perfectly? And how much credit do you think uh, Bob Myers deserves for this start? I think everybody deserves credit. I mean, it's all of us collectively. I mean, starting with Bob, obviously he brings the team together, uh, then down to Steve and the assistant coaches, and then down to our leaders and, you know, role guys like myself, uh, everybody understanding what their job is and coming in. And we all have the same goal. I think everybody deserves credit, but, you know, shout out to Bob for putting this team together. We got a deep team. Uh, we got a hell of a team. You know, we had like six guys not here tonight, uh, whether it be due to injury or the young guys down in the G League. So, I mean, those are bodies that can play at this level and compete. And so, um, yeah, man, shout out to Bob. Did a great job putting this team together. Still got uh, some some work to do and still got a lot of room to grow and a lot of improvement, I feel like. What did you learn about your team overall on uh, tonight's game? I feel like we're a persistent team. We're a great team. We're a good team because it's a long season. Uh, some games are going to be like that. Uh, but it's about how you respond. We could have easily just said, you know what, whatever, it's a back-to-back and kind of just, you know, rolled the wave and lost by 15 or whatever. But we fought to the end, and I'm proud of my team for that. So uh, we're a persistent team full of perseverance, and uh, I'm happy to be a part of this team. All right, so Juan Toscano-Anderson there following this one. Some good thoughts, and, and he addressed it. He didn't sugarcoat it. I mean, this team came out flat. Terrible defense in the early going, and that allowed San Antonio to gain confidence and and feel good about themselves and and hang in the game. And and they didn't go away when, when the Warriors had an opportunity to put them away, rallying from 19 down with just over a minute to go in the third. I mean, that's a 22-point swing at that point for the Warriors to be up with two minutes to go. Uh, but uh, he also addressed one of the key plays of this whole game, which was the, the missed free throw offensive rebound into a three, uh, which put the Spurs right back in front. Uh, and then the Warriors went down uh, at that point uh, and missed. And San Antonio never looked back uh, in this one. It wound up being a 9-1 run. They had the answers all throughout the evening, and they uh, end up winning this one tonight at Chase Center. Let's get Abe in and Napa before we call it a night. Abe, you're going to get the final word here on, on Warriors wrap-up on a Saturday night on 95.7 The Game. Well, thank, thank you. I appreciate that very much. Yeah, my thing was my, the final word is do not worry. This is a long season. I waited 40 years for the Warriors to win a title. I mean, you know, that, that long wait. And when we won that title, I said, you know what? I guess I can go now. <laughs> it's over. You know, this is so beautiful. They have a team that's so good. And now everybody in the Bay Area is spoiled because we have such a great team. And now look at the Warriors. We're in first place. we got a team that's probably the number one, two, or three seed because we're so good on offense, defense, and the bench is so deep. We're set. And I think that interview with Juan Toscano, he kind of summed it up. We had an off night. But we're a really good team. 
and we got a really good coach, and we got a bench that goes all the way to the bottom. And what Kerr is doing right now, in my opinion, he's probably uh, seasoning the team or you know marinating it and getting the, the end of the bench kind of kind of uh, developed. And in the meantime, uh, you know, uh, little you know growing pains today, but. The Warriors are in no trouble. We're, we're, we're in great shape. I'm not even worried about it. Yep, appreciate the call, Abe. Uh, thanks for checking in. Uh, final call of the night here uh, on Warriors Wrap-Up. Appreciate the interaction, not only on the phone lines tonight, but uh, also uh, on the text line as well. And look, there's, there's nothing to panic about. I mean, it, again, I, I ran through it. I mean, all of these teams in the Western Conference at the top, even Phoenix, have at least one bad loss uh, off the top of the show. Uh, you know, Phoenix, before they went on their long streak, they lost at home to Sacramento. <laughs> Harrison Barnes did a three-pointer at the buzzer, and then they won 18 in a row. Now, they've only got one. Their other losses, I think, were to Denver and, and Portland. So teams that you know either projected to be good or, or had been pretty good up until that point, they lost in Portland. So that was a, a game where the Blazers, I think, only have two home losses to this point. So uh, the Warriors are going to have blips, but you, you hope that these blips are under five uh, over the course of, of a season. Uh, you know, but you want to keep them on one hand uh, than if you're going to be a great, great team. So many teams are, are un, unable to do that. Uh, and I do think, you know, while it is a surprise, uh, you hope if you're a Warriors fan that tonight uh, becomes a teachable moment to where a loss tonight leads to maybe three other games that you don't lose down the line when you're playing some inferior competition at home, even on a night where it's the second of a back-to-back and you just went through an emotional grinder of a week and the flat start was somewhat predictable uh, and the trap game was somewhat predictable you still are able to when you're when you do battle back to hang on and 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 earn that victory which which pushes you forward all right uh time before we get out of here for the steph curry three-point update brought to you by masterclass as steph added to his total tonight came in at 114 for the season he did hit five three-pointers five for 17 for steph and curry man just looking at it two for 11 from two-point range, and a lot of those in the paint. That's that's tough. Uh, the, the floater game, the layup game, uh, got to get back in line, I think, for Stephen Curry. But the five three-pointers now bring his total to 119 three-pointers made for the season. Masterclass lets you learn from over 100 world-class instructors anytime, anywhere, and at your own pace. Get 15% off your annual membership at masterclass.com slash the game. All right, that'll do it for me. Thanks to Sterling Bennett. Thanks to Craig Valentino uh, and everybody working tonight uh, in our San Francisco studios. Uh, Keep it locked to 95.7 The Game as uh, we'll have coverage for you coming up the next Warriors ball game Monday as the Warriors uh, will take on the Orlando Magic uh, before Uh, They'll face the Blazers and then on the road for a stretch to the East Coast. All right, Spurs beat the Warriors tonight, 112-107. And you heard it right here on 95.7 The Game. Good night. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. 
Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road, the steeper the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.